Welcome to the Houston Rocket Club Insider Podcast. This is the exclusive show for our members and staff, where it's all about the who, what, where, and why of our amazing club. But before we begin, here's some food for thought. Hello, my name is Dwight Edwards, and the title of today's message is Taking Life by the Throat. Beethoven made that statement. He said, I will take life by the throat. Uh, The winds of adversity will either strengthen our resolve or sink our ship, but they will not leave us unaffected. Charles Swindoll illustrates this well in his book, Hand Me Another Brick, and he writes concerning Beethoven. By age of five, Beethoven was playing the violin under the tutelage of his father, also an accomplished musician. By the time he was 13, Beethoven was a concert pianist. In his 20s, he was already studying under the very watchful eye of Haydn and Mozart. In fact, Mozart spoke prophetic words when he declared that Beethoven would give the world something worth listening to by the time his life ended. As Beethoven began to develop his skills, he became a prolific composer. During his lifetime, he wrote nine majestic symphonies and five concertos for piano, not to mention numerous pieces of chamber music. Ludwig van Beethoven also wrote sonatas and pieces for violin and piano. He has thrilled us with the masterful works of unique harmony that broke with the traditions of his times. The man was a genius. Beethoven was not, however, a stranger to difficulties. During his 20s, he began to lose his hearing. His fingers became thick, as he said on one occasion. He couldn't feel the music as he once had. His hearing problem haunted him in the middle years of his life, and he kept it a well-guarded secret. When he reached his 50s, Beethoven was stone deaf. Three years later, he made a tragic attempt to conduct an orchestra and failed miserably. Approximately five years later, he died during a fierce thunderstorm. He was deaf, yet a magnificent musician. On one occasion, Beethoven was overheard shouting at the top of his voice as he slammed both fists on the keyboard, I will take life by the throat. We can't choose which storms life will send our way. We can only choose our response to them. May we be counted among those who determine to take life by the throat, regardless of the cost. So my friend, take life by the throat. Hello everyone, Thomas Prummel here for the 34th episode of the Houston Racket Club Insider Podcast for our staff and members. And as always, we go over some comic cards, emails, honorable mentions, anniversaries, and uh, club events before we jump right into and have you learn more about one of our rockstar employees. So let's get right into it. The first thing I want to read today is an email I recently received, and it reads, uh, Thomas, I wanted to share with you that on Friday evening, I witnessed one of your employees demonstrate leadership on two separate occasions, once on the Redwood deck and once on the adult-only deck outside. He also provided good service at another point in the adult-only dining room. I noted his name tag read Howard, although I never spoke with him directly. Thank you, Britton Holland. So I thanked Britton for the email. I replied and I go, what was it specifically that, that you noticed? And so he said, give me a call. And I did. And we had a conversation. And uh, what he mentioned was um, two things. One was he said, you know, um, service was going great and everything, but I noticed people have a 
tendency to gather and i said yeah that's what we call in the business holding up the podium and he was laughing and i was laughing and then he said well he walked up to a group of servers and i saw him do that and said hey guys you know let's check on so and so and on our tables and everybody walked away with a great attitude and did exactly that and he said you know i'm sure you've seen people where the manager walks away a supervisor walks away and and he called it browbeating the staff into doing their job and he said i didn't see any of that they were motivated and happy to do it that is a sign of leadership that was episode number one example number one and then later on in the evening when he walked past towards the trophy room he saw me sitting in the adult dining room and he just looked over and smiled and waved at me and i just thought that was very special and i wanted you to know so, Britton, thank you for sen- uh, sending me the email and the conversation. And then Howard will share more about that story in an upcoming podcast episode. I actually got additional uh, text messages about him as well. So, a couple of comment cards, one from Bob Seller. Service was great. We came to celebrate our 20th wedding anniversary. We asked for cookies. They brought us two plates. Great evening on the deck. That is an easy expectation to meet, and I'm glad you enjoyed them. The second one was from uh, Scott. Erica was great. Patio dining in the rain on Saturday early evening was amazing. The New York strip was cooked to perfection, as were the lamb chops. And uh, the server, unfortunately, um, has not received this one yet, so I'm going to give this to Erica, hopefully before she gives birth to her um, boy if you don't know it's the due dates it's right around the corner so with that let's introduce our new racket club insiders welcome to the team brian cruz he's a youth attendant and frank skilachi i believe is how you pronounce our security um, staff edition frank actually worked very closely with dickie schnellnick our security director for many many years also a former officer of the harris county sheriff's department and he's worked at the club for many, many years as security during large events. Welcome, Frank. Great to see you at the front gate. And you look mighty spiffy in that red shirt, may I say. So did you know, 50 years ago this month is when the original nine met right here at the Houston Racquet Club, the Virginia Slims. It traces all the way back. Um, the inaugural tournament was, uh, as I mentioned, the Virginia Slims tournament. It was arranged by Gladys Heltman. A member of the club and the tournament was sponsored by joe coleman the ceo of philip morris the original nine risked their tennis careers when they signed a one dollar contract to launch a new women's tennis tour and you can see that picture of course uh, hanging in the uh, trophy room the new tour was created to challenge men making 12, 12 times more what the women were making at the time in tennis and the u.s open recently honored them uh, during the matches and so we're so proud of being part of that heritage of course uh, and again the magic date is september 23rd and we'll have more on that coming up but if if you want to read up on it in the meantime it is in the hrc 50th anniversary book uh, by the way those members who may want another hrc anniversary book we do have some uh, in stock if you're interested just reach out to me and we'll make that happen upcoming events we have the kids night out fit and fun is also on uh, Friday, September 25th. It starts at 5.30, is over at 8. We'll have uh, outdoor activities and dinner included in that event. And on Wednesday, September 30th, we're kicking off our annual Oktoberfest-themed menu and grill. Chef Adam and Timo once again at it, and um, we'll have the same event where you bring your own 
beer stein uh, in and we'll fill it up for you. So that's coming up. It'll be at the bar deck on the 30th again at 6 o'clock. HRC's junior tennis program is available on Tuesdays and Thursdays through December 10th. And the HRC high performance junior program is available Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays for the advanced junior players. Sign up is available for all the events through the HRC app. And uh, recently, Lindsay Tafoya sent out instructional videos. And by the way, Lindsay, you just keep excelling in the communication. Thank you for everything that you're sending out to our members, making things so much easier. The app also features the HRC wine market that now has over 50 labels presented for you to purchase also on the HRC app. And uh, finally, as far as court maintenance is concerned, Bob and his crew are now working on courts 29 and 30. They're, con- they're undergoing a complete redo like he did on courts 1 and 2. So that's enough of that for now. And with that, let's go right into our featured rock star of the week. So this episode, number 34, we have someone that's been here recently for 10 years she wore many many hats here around the club but recently was promoted to a brand new position and we'll get into that in just a second uh and as i as i look at her she's reading the script and see i told you i'm not going to follow the script we're just going to have a conversation so hi berta hi thomas how you doing doing great thank you i am speaking to none other than berta escobar and um berta's been with us for quite a while, as I said, and we all start off just quickly to tell everybody that may not know you, and it's not going to be a lot of people. Where are you from? Uh, all that good stuff, and how did you end up at the Racket Club? We're not going to jump too far ahead, but let's start with where you're from and so forth. I was born in El Salvador, and I came to Houston as a teenager following my mom. My mom was um, in Houston, living in Houston. So, How old were you? I was 14. Okay. And were you excited? Were you afraid? What was going through your head? Uh, excited, but nervous because of the language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can remember that feeling too. Yeah, That's funny. <laughs> Good. So uh, what year was that? 1983. 83. And you came here and stayed in Houston ever since, right? Yes. Okay. You got kids, I know. I know you have kids. Mm-hmm. I have four. Okay. Ingrid, Kevin, Jessica, and Caesar. And um, Caesar, how's Caesar doing? Caesar's doing great. Uh, five-year remission on last July, so he's doing great. So for those members who may not know, um, if Berta didn't share it with you, there was quite a scary moment during Berta's early years here at the club with her son, but ask her about that. So where did you go to school? I went to Paul Revere, and I also went to Robert Lee. Um, Robert Lee High. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, you school fan or you a work fan? Kind of when did you start working? I started working when I was very young. Um, I started working in a little restaurant that it was kind of boring. And my mom kind of, you know, she didn't force me, but she said that there was a job and she wanted me to go. And I was like, what do I need to do? She's like, you'll find out when you get there. What kind of restaurant was it? It was a small mom and pop Italian restaurant. Okay, a mom and pop, but like very, very small, like a very, very small. Yeah. Yes. My, my wife used to work at uh, Mang- Mangolas in Stafford, very small place too. But um, it, w- it was boring. What just you like like excitement? Was it just long hours or? Not nobody in common to talk to. It was like a lot of 
older people than me, so it was... Staff-wise or customers? Or? Staff and customers. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, well, how long did that last? Not too long. It was a few months. And then um, I was working uh, the flea market, selling watches. You worked at the flea market? Mm-hmm. Do you know when I had no job back after the Warwick Hotel in 88, I went to the flea market on West Park right there? That's where I worked. I used to drive out to Garden Ridge Pottery in near near New Brownsville and buy those wicker chairs, mm-hmm. bring them back and sell them oh, wow. for a little profit, which was crazy, thinking the gas money. Economics mm-hmm. didn't work. Yeah, It's a lot of fun, though, a lot of people. Lots of people. And good food. Yes. Yeah, that was all. I, yes. I did enjoy it. Sizzle, you didn't know that, did you? Did you know I also sat next to Highway 6 with my father-in-law in his Chevy van selling the same chairs? Uh-uh. Yeah, like like you see people do sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I digress. So you got into country clubs. How? So I was working at the Hilton uh, on 208. Yeah. And um, I met Elizabeth Gamboa. Okay. And, and Elizabeth mentioned about Royal Oaks. And I was like, I don't know. My husband at the time was looking for a job. So I took him for a job interview and I ended up getting a uh, job offer, and which I was hesitant to get. But eventually I got it just a little part time as a server because I didn't want any uh, responsibilities because I was a catering manager at another yeah. place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I totally get that. Uh, now, weren't uh, weren't you at Houston Country Club at some point or another club? You know, my younger, younger years. I was like 20 when I worked. And uh, I worked at the Houston Country Club first and then at the Forest Club for a few months. Okay. In in what position? I was a salad helper. Like so salad in, the, in the kitchen? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I have no idea where Bob's Big Boy is. Oh, it was it was a restaurant right here on Westheimer and Hillcroft where Donna oh. Rocky used to be. Oh, right down the street. Yes. Okay. They closed Big Boy. They built Donna Rocky, and now it's all gone. Okay. So here comes uh, Royal Oaks Country Club. After that, Elizabeth calls you, and then it's 2008, mm-hmm. which is ironic. That's when I started here. Yes. So you started at Royal Oaks Country Club in 2008. Yes. And talk about that. So I I remember um, you know being a little nervous, big place, fancy, and it was fun. And uh, Sonny started working there. I quite don't remember if he started before me or I did start before him. I'm not quite sure. I, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But he used to come around the corner and he used to ask me, "Do you have any management experience?" And I was like, "No." And then you know. Uh, time went on and then finally one time he told me are you going to tell me what your background is or do I need to go and find your resume and I said no no fine I will tell you and that's when I told him that I have done hotels and corporate dining and things like that and and he was like oh okay so he started talking to me so wait a minute I'm gonna just rudely interrupt you what do you mean hotels and corporate dining we didn't talk about that we talked about Bob's Big Boy we talked about Houston Country Club a little Italian place and a forest club and here we are talking hotels Uh and okay corporate dining yes talk about that so I did work in hotels I worked in um Sheraton Suites by the Galleria yeah and um that was that was one and then um which corporate business? Oh, it, it's called Compass. It's a big corporation. Oh, like an like a like an Aramark. Yes. Or? Okay. The competition of Aramark. Got it. And Sodexo. Okay. Definitely. All right. 
Sorry, I told you I might be all over the place. So, all right. So back to Royal Oaks. Sunny said, do you have any management experience? Yes. And, and then what happened? And I kept denying it because I didn't want to take any responsibility. And then finally, uh, when the opportunity came, he promoted me to a captain, a banquet captain. What made you, what made you agree to it? Um, I really enjoy the way Sonny talked about business and clubs and, and he always talked about member owned clubs. And I was like, this might be, you know, a great career for me. And cause I was doing really good in corporate dining, you know, Saturday and Sunday off and, and things like that. But when I introduced myself to clubs, it was much, much better. Sonny talked really. <laughs> <laughs> he has a way with yes. words, right? And so, yes. so he got you to agree to that. Did you did you like it once you t- took on a responsibility? Yes, yes. Uh-huh. What was your favorite part about being a captain? My favorite part was being part of um, weddings, you know, being part of their special day and things like that. Yeah, okay. So that was the introduction to Sonny. Then I know I hired Sonny here in 2009. Mm-hmm. So he left there, came here, and then what happened? And uh, we talked, and uh, I'm not going to say no names, but another manager from another club offered me a job. So he told me, if he can offer you a job, I can offer you a job too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're glad you made the, uh, you made the uh, choice you did. Now, I met you, I, I know, out at, at, a, on the pavi- party. at the pavilion, mm-hmm. the employee pool party. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the club used to have a, an employee pool party for those members who may not know that many years ago. And you know, instead, we, we introduced a holiday party because I called it, we're not going to have Caddyshack anymore. We shut the club's pools down for our members, uh, for our well-deserving employees. But we figured there could be a better way. But that's the first event you worked. Yes. Okay, great. So... I read something on a script which made me laugh out loud because I forgot, but I remember all the kids called you what when you first got here? Mean lady. What? Mean lady. The mean lady. Talk about that. What happened? Oh, they they used to go to the creek and I used to go and ask them to get out and I used to tell them there were snakes and stuff and they're yeah. like, you're lying, you're just mean, you just don't <laughs> want me to have fun. And, you know, it was a long conversation. Yeah, yeah. Yes. but they listened to you. They listen and, you know, and, and it, whenever they, I used to get them out of there, I, I used to tell them, you know, I'm just looking out for you. I just yeah. don't want you to get hurt. And then it went from hate to love at one point. And it went from mean lady to what to everybody calls you mama yes. everybody calls all the kids calling you mama yes and then you're kind of hidden away a little bit um we'll talk about that in a second but now that you're back out and about in your new position you know it's great i'm sure all the kids uh you know five five years older we we all know the mm-hmm. the ones that we spend a lot of time with right yes uh you enjoying that i'm sure yes and especially now wearing a mask you know there's some kids that i have not seen in a long time and they look at me like oh my god is that you yeah so it's yeah. it's great it's Doesn't great it to be on the floor makes you feel good yes yeah absolutely yeah 2017 is when you went to the private events department obviously there was harvey and all the challenges we mm-hmm. faced so we had to find a position and so forth and it was just what we needed because you took you took over all the club events correct did you enjoy it i did yeah i we, did which is why we kept you in that role, right? Yes. So what's your new position? My new position is uh, Director of Housekeeping and Event Space and um, in charge of the locker rooms and uh, the laundry room and as well as setting up all the events. 
and, and keeping all the club facilities clean. So we combined all the staff, janitorial staff, and you overseeing everybody. Correct. But the big thing is you're also setting up all the event space for club events. And the great thing I already see, with, what you just mentioned with the kids, but all the members are seeing you. Yes. Yeah? Yes. It's, it's great to be on the floor and, and seeing the members again. Well, it's awesome. Great. Uh, great decision. Great idea pitched by Chef Adam and Sonny. And as soon as they mentioned your name, I go, oh, my God, that is just perfect. And so here we are, Thank which you. is the uh, main reason why uh, Sicily and I said, who's next? Oh, Berta. Sicily <laughs> said, no, absolutely. So you have a lot of favorite memories, I'm told. What's your some of your favorite? Well, I'll never forget bingo and um, the gingerbread workshop but of course the first time i saw the the gingerbread workshop i was um in heaven i was like the first one the first one that we did over here at the lobby i think you had like 28 houses that was the second one okay okay but the first one for you the first one for me because i had to ask you that because the first one i think we had 22 people up in the solarium and I remember Kathy's A, Susan Pernice, the kids and mm-hmm. everything were up there. But then the second one was in the lobby and you yes. were here for that one? Yes. What was it you loved about it? All the smiles, all the candy, kids eating candy. And it's just, I mean, I took it home with me. And um, we do it every year on Christmas Day. And after that... You uh, and the kids do gingerbread houses? Yes. Oh. Yes. I want to see pictures. Do you have any? I believe I have few. You know, gingerbread is near and dear. It's almost my middle name. You know that. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. So my kids, um, my grandkids were out a couple of years ago, went to celebrate Christmas in Mexico, and they were very sad because they didn't do gingerbread. Oh. Yes. You're going to have to build two this year. Yeah. There you go. What are your hobbies? Um, I love to dance and I love to cook for my family. Okay. I often don't do them together, but if I can, I will. Wait a minute. Okay, let me wrap my head around this. How do you dance and cook at the same time? You just move and cook. I got I got a visual right now. I kind of like it. Well, speaking of music, what kind of music? Just anything. Just about anything. Yeah. Um, okay. What what is your? You listen to any any spe- special music, or you you don't care anything? Any like you said, but. Bachata is my favorite. Bachata. Mm-hmm. Okay. Educate me. What's bachata? Oh, it's a very, um, it's a very wonderful rhythm that you you just you know you can dance it slow, you can dance it fast, you can dance it by yourself, you can dance it with a partner. So it depends on. That's how you can dance while you cook. Yeah, correct. Interesting. But well, I'm gonna look into that some more. <laughs> What's on your bucket list? Everybody has something they want to do. So, believe it or not, I always had on my bucket list to work in housekeeping, mm-hmm. whether it was, uh, I never, I'm not a big fan of hospitals, so that was not on my list. But maybe in a hotel, I never thought about doing housekeeping at a club. And I told Cicely, it, it's just like amazing. So, you're saying when Adam and Sonny came up with that and talked to you, they didn't know about this? Was that coincidence? Mm-hmm. They didn't know about this. So this is a perfect fit. Mm-hmm. And we're the first club that has that kind of precision. Yes. We like to have bragging rights. We're going to have another Idea Fair poster hanging out there in the garden room hallway with your picture on it. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. So dancing and cooking, great. Um, you want to help motivate to learn, to teach kids to learn what and why? Actually, not the kids, but the moms. The, the language, because okay. it's it's good to have a good bond and, and to talk about school. But, 
you know, uh, there are some moms that definitely don't don't know much. I have a daughter who's a teacher and teaching English. My no, my daughter is a fifth grade teacher. But you're talking about the English language. Yes. Got it. Okay. Yes. So just teach moms how to help kids with homework and you know things like that. Okay. And there's there's a lot of people in my in my culture that are so afraid to touch a phone and you know some of the some of the people that are going to be listening to this podcast might say what are you talking about but there's people out there that is scared of the simple um um whatsapp mm-hmm. you know application mm-hmm. so there's there is um little help little things that you can do for people to help them so admiral goal it's great thank you and um something about europe i see here oh yes definitely talk about it which specific country or not really not really i I just i love to talk about cultures and learn about other people's um you know culture it's just fascinating so good i've been grilling you for a long time why don't we uh pull a price real quick so we are uh giving away a costco membership again for one year and everybody that participated in the trivia quiz all the employees uh are nominated and by the way, if any senior staff or management staff is in there, um, no. Okay, good, because I, I forgot to ask you to pull those. Um, so anyway, who's the lucky winner? What's your pill? Lucky winner is everybody's favorite person in the world, Ana Gloria. Ana Gloria Hansen won a Costco membership. I can see her smiling right now. Yes. That is awesome. Yes. Well done. Thank you. C- congratulations, uh, Ana Gloria. Great. Berta, anything else you want to share before I ask you one more question? Not really, I think. Okay. Well, I ask every single person that sits in front of that microphone what motivates them, what brings them to the club, what keeps them going every day, and and just what advice do you have for for everybody? Um, I want to say that everybody's response might be the family and my opinion for me it's actually my husband who is a great human being and every single day he um, helps me and teach me to appreciate the little things in life just be simple and and be a great human being he's just amazing great advice thank you brother so much for being here today Uh, We're recording this on the day of the Women's Association pop-up shop. It's the first time the parking lot has been completely packed in many, many months. Actually, I took a picture and sent it to the club president. And you are so organized and everything else. You're still sitting in front of me for the podcast. I offered to postpone it. And you said, nope, I got it. So congratulations again on your new position. Thanks so much for everything you've done all those years. Yes. I want to send a shout out to Nemesio Elizabeth Pedro and Ufrasio for holding the floor while I'm here. We like shout outs and well done. Thanks again, Perda. You're welcome. Thank you for all that you do and participating in the Houston Racket Club Insider Podcast. And if you have any suggestions, recommendations, or compliments, press the engage link below and let us know what you think. Or email us at engage at houstonracketclub.com. That's E-N-G-A-G-E at HoustonRacketClub.com. And when you do, you'll be entered to win some fun prizes. And now, stay tuned for Thomas's Song of the Week. Have an amazing day.